Welcome to Mulready Minutes with Oklahoma Insurance Commissioner Glenn Mulready. This is a podcast about insurance for insurance folks, risk managers, and business leaders. We'll dive deep and look at what is and isn't working, talk to leaders in the industry, and keep you informed on what's happening in Oklahoma and around the country. Welcome to another Mulready Minutes podcast. We are glad you're joining us. We have a special guest today in John Phillips, who's the Oklahoma National Flood Insurance Program Coordinator. I will read his bio so I I don't miss anything, but John's the new state coordinator uh, for the NFIP for Oklahoma. He recently replaced Aaron Milligan in this role, and Mr. Milligan will remain on the team. John began his service to the state in 2010 with the Oklahoma Water Resources Board's Dam Safety Program. And do you want to be clear? I don't want to emphasize that the wrong way. It's D-A-M, to be clear. <laughs> but, uh, but since 2017, has been in the floodplain management, also within the OWRB's Engineering and Planning Division. He holds a bachelor's degree in geography from the University of Central Oklahoma, is a certified floodplain manager, and a FEMA senior floodplain manager instructor. He and his wife, Shannon, have lived in the village for over 25 years, have two children and two grandchildren. John, welcome. We're glad Thank to have you, you uh, with Thank us you. so you can bring your expertise as Thank we you. talk about uh, talk about flood stuff across the board. So um, Happy to be here. I might mention, too, the, the OWRB. I think a lot of people don't know what that is. The Water Resource Board, we'll get into that uh-huh. in a minute. But I, I just want to point out it was first designated by Governor Dewey Bartlett in 1968. You know, John, when I first read that, I, I, I was thinking they were talking about you. <laughs> Wait, he's, he's not that old. And uh, anyways, it's been a state agency responsible for NFIP activities uh, in the state. Uh, it also, the Water Board partners with other state and federal agencies and local governments to prevent and mitigate the catastrophic effects of flooding disasters in Oklahoma. We experienced that uh, just in 2019, one of the worst flooding in the history of our state in 2019, right after I had taken office. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later. So, John, welcome. We are glad to have you here. Thank you. Um, give us a little bit of, I mean, we, we, we hit on a little bit of your back, background, excuse me, but uh, give us more in your, your, your background. Uh, without, without being too boring, uh, I'm from, originally from Louisiana, came to Oklahoma as a, as a s- small child with my uh, family, been here ever since, so I consider myself an Oklahoman. Uh, spent the first you know, water, board resor- water Resources Board is my second career. Uh, I spent most of my life as a graphic designer working advertising and, and marketing firms. Uh, career path changed, went back to school, got a different degree in geography in 2010 it, with a specific goal of uh, working for the state because that's a lot of my friends did that and I, it seemed like specifically the Water Resources Board was a great place to work and I enjoyed uh, you know all the interactions I had with the folks that worked there historically so that was just kind of a, a goal I made for myself was to come work for specifically for like I said for the Water, water Board and uh, I've been there ever since. I loved it, loved the people and, and, and loved the work. Good. And from your bio, I think you, you started there in 2010, was that 2010, correct? that's yep. right. Okay. Uh-huh. Good. Well, tell us then the OWRB, I'm sure a lot of folks have no clue what that is mm-hmm. or what they do, but uh, I, I mentioned briefly what they do, but uh-huh. give us give us some detail and put some meat on the bones of that, if you will. What <laughs> I'll, does, I'll get in trouble for not knowing the, well, I'm an executive All the director details. for not knowing the mission <laughs> statement, but... Uh, but our agency is responsible for uh, has made up of several divisions of uh, different kind of uh, professionals. We have attorneys, we have water scientists, we have geo- uh, geologists, uh, financial uh, accounting folks, and and uh, you know over a hundred, a hundred uh, 
staff members that are all devoted kind of to the same goal, and that's to uh, preserve and protect the waters of the state of Oklahoma for Oklahomans. So that includes a division devoted to water quality activities and making sure the lakes and streams are clean and safe. Uh, the geology and technical studies team is devoted to making sure there's just enough water for farmers, for mm-hmm. us, for droughts. So a huge component of what we do is drought preparedness and, and awareness in Oklahoma. So that's huge for our farmers and producers, of course. Uh, we have a financial assistance division that loans out billions of dollars to communities for infrastructure projects. So it's a huge uh, boon uh, to communities to be able to have a, a revolving fund of monies they can use to do projects in their community. Where do those funds come from? Uh, it's a state revolving fund that's, that's funded uh, by the legislature, and now I think it funds itself okay. on the interest it collects from the loans that it, that it distributes. Got it. I'm not a super expert on the financial assistance division, but yes, it's self-supported. So, um, Like I said, we have dam safety, we have floodplain management, and, and, uh, and that's about, about all of us, but we're all, we're all have the same goal, and that's, again, to, to protect the the safety of the lives of people in Oklahoma and to preserve the waters and water quality in Oklahoma. You know, I've, I've never thought of it this way till you just are, are walking through all that, but it is, is, is a little funny that state agency is focused on drought as well as on flood. You know, it's that's right. interesting. That, that is interesting. The full and, gamut. That's right. We have historically always done a comprehensive water plan for the state that we present to the legislature every, I think, on a five-year cycle. And just recently, uh, you know, drought has always been a big part of that, and just recently they decided to include more and more flood information into it. So even even now, culminating with the with a new state flood plan in in and of itself, that's no longer just a part of that water plan. Now it's a standalone flood preparedness kind of plan for the state that we're trying to get off the ground just recently. Yeah. Good. Well, that's that's a good segue to to transition to the NFIP, mm-hmm. the National Flood Insurance Program. Uh, you know, in my world, the insurance world, uh, both in the private sector where I was and now as, as the regulator, as commissioner, um, flood is probably the, um, I don't want to say least understood, but maybe most misunderstood as far as w- where it's covered, uh, not covered mm-hmm. under your homeowners, uh-huh. uh, and then as well as the uptake, folks that uh, really just pass on uh, acquiring flood insurance. So tell us a little bit about the NF- NFIP and your role with them. Sure. Uh, the, the NFIP was started over 50 years ago. It also started in 1968. That was the, the year that it first uh, came to be. Uh, the, the NFIP provides low-cost flood insurance that's not covered on in, any other you know private policies or it's under some now, but uh, provides a low-cost mechanism for folks, and I say low, relatively low-cost mechanism for folks to get flood insurance when they need it, where they need it uh, in the state of Oklahoma, in those communities that voluntarily participate in the program. It's a voluntary program that communities opt into or out of uh, as they feel the need. Obviously, we, we've got 406 communities in the state that participate in the NFIP, uh, 56 counties now, and 340-some towns and cities, and even some some tribal nations are members of the NFIP now in Oklahoma. So my agency, our role is to be kind of the, uh, we say in class, the, the middleman between FEMA, who's the program administrator. They make the insurance available. They make the maps, and they pay out claims. That's the three-legged stool of the NFIP. Uh, our role is in the middle somewhere between FEMA's rules and regulations that the local communities adopt. So we kind of ride herd locally for the national agency f- uh, being DHS FEMA. So that's our role is to assist communities, 
as they administer their individual floodplain programs, every community has its own flood damage prevention ordinance that they administer and regulate development by. Uh, and they use that, that's made available by the, uh, the Oklahoma Floodplain Management Act of 1980 was established that gave communities the police powers to adopt these ordinances they can enforce to regulate development and make their communities safe from flooding. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think some folks watching or listening might find that interesting that some communities are not part of NFIP. Mm -hmm. I, is there any good reason that a, a community would not be part of NFIP? No, not really, because we, we say all the time that it, it can flood in, anywhere, anytime. If enough rain falls in a short enough amount of time, it's going to flood, whether it's Guymon or Broken Bow or, you know, any, any, any corner of the state. So we do, I mean, Texas County participates, I believe. Uh, Cimarron maybe does not, but Guymon does. You know, so it's just all over the state is covered. But uh, the only real big barrier to entry for communities that are participate or don't participate in the NFIP is just if it's just a very small town that has no town staff because part of the requirement to participate in the NFIP is you must have an on staff or be contracted with a floodplain administrator in your community and that's often a hard role to fill that's the hurdle yeah that's yeah. often often the, the complaint we get and even then uh, turnover is very high in the role too so that's you know it's yeah. Well, and this might be a time to, to talk about, brag a little bit about uh, my hometown here in uh, Tulsa. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know when that was, six months ago or so, or we, we had an event to, to, maybe not even six months ago, but to celebrate Tulsa being designated as a, a flood protection class one. Uh, each community has a certain protection class, just like we do with fire protection with our fire departments. Um, but Tulsa is one of only two cities in the whole country that have that highest uh, rating. That's right. A any comments about protection class and Tulsa's efforts to get there? Oh, that, I, I will yes. say Tulsa didn't get there overnight. This started way back with some major catastrophes Absolutely. with flood. Absolutely, and, and, and I believe we we were together last when I spoke to you last. We were at that Tulsa flood expo where the, the Tulsa city of Tulsa was giving those kind of details out. And yeah, it's amazing. It was a thirty-year project for them to get from. Uh, just 7,000 flooded homes to now being the 2019 flood you mentioned before, uh, no homes in the city of Tulsa proper were, were flooded as yeah. a result of their efforts. Surrounding communities, yes, but the city of Tulsa proper, they survived it. And we wish, my office wishes we were just at a national conference uh, with with some folks with from city of Tulsa, and we wish we could brag more highly on them but we had nothing to do with it you know at my yep. agency we it, this was all tulsa and all the uh, you know three decades of tulsans that did this we're very proud of them and we think they're by far the best in the nation the other communities uh you know a small community in california that's dry and maybe doesn't have the certainly not comparing apples to apples when you talk about city sizes to yep. tulsa and that california community but you no know, Tulsa's the best by far. Yeah, that, that, that is something to, to brag about. And to translate that to, to folks that may wonder what, what does Protection Class 1 mean, uh, basically it it is a 45% discount, the maximum discount on the rates of flood um, for flood insurance because Tulsa has taken uh, certain steps for flood mitigation uh, and, and other efforts. So it translates to save dollars to Tulsa citizens. Um, much like the fire protection that we have talked about before, uh, for each community. Uh, we now have, I think, about eight 
uh, fire departments in Oklahoma that are, are protection class one, oh. which is the, the best that you can do. And again, that translates to insurance premium savings. Uh, you know, when I think when I came into office, I think there were three. We've, we've had great success out there sort of coaching up communities and fire departments. We have a dedicated employee who does nothing but that. I deviate from our flood conversation to fire. Sorry about that. Sorry, but congratulations. Protection class one is, uh, is, is, is an issue, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it takes commitment, whether you're talking about fire protection or, or flood, and, and Tulsa has committed that. So um, let's talk about some data on, on floods. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I'll do my best. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll just open I that up. I brought a cheat but I think I have most of it. We'll okay. See. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, I, I think about one in four homes uh, do have flood insurance, but but go ahead and, and give some other data that you may have or know. Uh, interestingly enough, I just looked for the purpose of this podcast that, you know, uh, a class that I teach regularly, we, we talk, It's an, I use an old slide from uh, 2020 that showed Oklahoma's policy, flood insurance policy is actually on the decline over that one period of time from like 12,500 flood insurance policies uh, down to 12,100. But looking just recently, uh, yesterday, 10,100 policies in the state of Oklahoma. So the numbers are way down and understandably so, it's hard to sell flood insurance during a drought. Mm -hmm. A lot of people let their policies go. Yeah, I assume Uh, if you're looking at that uh, across the board, you'd see the 2019 flood and you'd see a spike in folks that's right. purchasing flood insurance and then it starts to wane. That's right, and I think Bam. that's cyclical like that yeah. uh, over time as well. So I'm, I'm sure it's true in any in, in insurance of venue, but yeah, that's that's been the experience. But uh, some communities have more policyholders than others, but we do have, uh, uh, I think, like I said, 10,100 and something flood insurance policyholders in the state that includes residential, non-residential, uh, building structures and contents coverage um let's see there's i think since 1978 there's been over 12 million dollars paid out in policy claims from the nfip to the citizens of oklahoma um trying to think of other data besides that um i think that about covers the data for who has who has policies in oklahoma for okay sure. um you know i might i might talk a little bit about that 2019 flood I because I came into office in January and then the 2019 flood happened in May so literally uh-huh. I'd been in office for a few months and was thrust in the middle of this well uh, the worst flooding in the history of our state uh-huh. uh, and much of it close to my my hometown right. there and um, and in fact uh, one of the um, worst hit areas neighborhoods was an area that was in my district when I was a state representative so I had I had knocked on those doors uh, uh, multiple times when I was running for office and um, I, I always tell a story when I'm speaking about flood publicly I was out there uh, it was right around Memorial Day weekend may have been Memorial Day weekend and I took one of my sons with me I usually drag a son along to uh, get some experiences and we found our I found myself out in a boat with our uh, county commissioner our county sheriff and a news crew from from one of the TV stations and I was holding up my phone my, my map so that the um, deputy sheriff who was driving the boat could stay in the streets. Wow. And it was very surreal that he was wow. trying to, you know, okay, there's an intersection up here, just so they wouldn't get hung up on a fence or a mailbox right, or, or something. Or yeah. yeah, wow. Um, yeah, it was just kind of bizarre. Well, at the end of that uh, trip around that whole, whole area, uh, surveying the damage, and um, there was someone we were trying to convince some folks to evacuate. Uh, someone had some major health problems and they didn't want to leave, but we're trying to get there because that water was still uh, potentially coming up at that point. Anyways, I come back to what is now shore 
and there's a crowd that had gathered. They heard the insurance commissioner was out there, and, and um, they did not have pitchforks. It wasn't that <laughs> sort of scene, but they, they were gathered, and they were. I think they were scared. They had questions. And what I heard was from a number of these folks, they used to have flood insurance. And then they got a letter from their bank saying that the mapping had changed and they were no longer required. And I emphasize that word required right. to have flood insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact is they had four feet of water in their house. So they may not have been required, but they certainly needed That's right. uh, flood insurance. And so um, I think to your point, if it rains in your community, we like to always say, if it rains where you live, it can flood where you live. And um, you know, this neighborhood was living proof of that. So many of them just did not have flood insurance. Mm-hmm. And I think another um, problem uh, out there is folks believe that FEMA is going to ride in on a white horse and, and rescue them. And indeed, FEMA does come in, and they are extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. But the average check coming from FEMA, very small, yeah, yeah very small, uh, can't can't come close to replacing uh, full flood coverage. You know, you're talking about, you know, six six seven thousand dollars maybe a, a check right. from from FEMA on that when you maybe have forty thousand dollars of, uh, of, right. of damage. Yeah. That sounds like about the average numbers there were that came out of that disaster were seven thousand yeah. and about thirty seven thousand. Yeah, and I think the. Um, the difference between another, some other kind of storm damage in my world, a tornado comes through, you get in there with equipment, you clean it up quick, 90% of the damage is, is insured, is mm-hmm. covered, financially mm-hmm. taken care of. What I saw in 2019 was the total opposite of that, where 90% of the damage was not insured. And it's not a quick cleanup, it's a disgusting, slow cleanup. That's right. In, in, in a flood it's situation. Not, not pleasant at all. And we just saw it again uh, in Okmulgee County uh, just recently, this spring. I just recently declared presidential uh, state disaster declaration was achieved for uh, Okmulgee County just re- just past couple of days. Yeah, yeah. I was down there. It was kind of odd. I was scheduled to be in Okmulgee that that day. I was speaking uh, scheduled to speak to the Chamber of Commerce mm. luncheon, and of course the flooding happened overnight, and uh, so everything was canceled. But I thought, well, I'm already scheduled to be in Okmulgee, so I I drove down there and um, and met with the fire chief that morning, and they were busy with I I, th- I want to say they did 30 rescues overnight. Some, yeah, even more than that, I think, is yeah. a lot. Yeah, and uh, uh, and you know, hearing the stories about really they're they're putting their lives at risk, going out to communities where folks that don't want to evacuate. So they come back to the station, and then they're having to go back out because now those folks are calling them to come evacuate them. So um, a lot of respect for our, our first responders. Absolutely. It's a very hard job. In that. Mm-hmm. So so NFIP and buying flood insurance, uh-huh. um, can anyone get flood insurance? Anyone who lives in a participating community can buy NFIP flood insurance. That's correct. So a county or town that participates, uh, its citizens can get NFIP flood insurance. That's correct. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't matter if they're in a flood zone. Going back to your questions and things you heard from 2019, (laughs) uh, uh, in addition to the things you mentioned, we also heard folks say, well, I'm not in a flood zone, I can't get it. Mm -hmm. Or I am in a flood zone and I can't get it. So it's just amazing the things that pop up on social media and Facebook and things that are rumors and misconstruing of of, of things that, that lead to problems for folks. But yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that because I speak about that often too, the, the misinformation I heard in 2019, mm -hmm. and that was one of the big ones, was literally both of those. I live in a flood zone. I can't get flood insurance. I don't live in a flood zone. And from this was firsthand even, not social media. I was sitting next to an attorney at a luncheon at one point and heard that from a, a very bright woman, but they, they didn't think they could get flood insurance. It, so. it, it's amazing what, yeah, what people take as fact, but and, and the one other kind of factoid like that that we use a lot is um or that we hear a lot from folks and and i say it in my class all the time we used to lie about it and make it up but i have actually heard a person say i don't need flood assurance because that was a hundred year flood and it just flooded last year <laughs> so i've got 99 more years i'm good you know so that was that was another comment and i have heard that said now from from people yeah, and that reminds me, I think I cited earlier, I misstated when I said one in four have flood coverage. One in four is the folks that are going to have a flood claim in during their 30-year mortgage. Over the course of a 30-year mortgage, yeah, 26% yeah, chance. Yep. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's right. Thanks for correcting me. No, no, I, I didn't catch it at the time, but you're oh, right. Yeah. Um, and, and I might also point out, again, my wife's a realtor, and we had a, we, we, she was involved in a transaction just a couple weeks ago, uh, and there were problems with flood insurance. So to clarify, if someone's trying to buy flood private flood insurance, they don't have to take everybody. So you may be declined to purchase private flood insurance. But the yes. NFIP will not decline you. I mean, if you're in a flood zone, you're in a participating right. community, anybody can get flood insurance. They will insurance. never decline you, and they will never drop you. Yeah. Like a private insurer might. Yeah. And another reminder, I keep these things keep popping up from 2019, but something, too, that a lot of folks don't know, like in that community out there in, um, in west of Tulsa, mm -hmm. uh, if, if folks received FEMA assistance from that, which a number of them did, and then they don't maintain flood insurance, the next time there's a flood, they will not receive FEMA assistance. That's correct. Yeah, a lot of folks don't know that. They get and that three years of forced place, I believe, insurance after assistance. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's 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 being realized right now in one of our communities in eastern Oklahoma that was affected by that, you know, downstream of Tulsa in 2019, uh, very, very, very small town. They were, all of their forced place insurance has expired now. This is 2022, you know, three years removed. and. And they're faced with, hey, renew your policies or uh, possibly face NFIP probation. Uh, and I believe that is going on right now. For the first time in a long time, FEMA is going to suspend a community from the NFIP or put them on probation for noncompliance with wow. that rule. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that about wraps it up here, John. I'm just look, reviewing my own notes here. Um, again, I think we just want to would want to reiterate that uh, your standard homeowner's policy does not cover flood insurance. I, uh, it's not the correct way to say it, but it's probably the most understandable. That is, once that water hits the ground, it's no longer covered for that damage at your house. Hmm. If it comes in through your roof, comes in through your window, that's covered under your homeowner's policy. But um, it's not technically correct to say it that way, but it's most easily understood, I think, that once that water hits the ground, that's not covered under your homeowner's. You need a flood policy to, to take care of that's that. That's right. And, and even then, a flood technically is defined as uh, covering you know normally dry land that is now inundated and it has to be two acres or two properties for it to be considered a flood. An actual flood, yeah. Mm -hmm. It has to flood two acres or two houses. Okay. John, anything else you'd want to add or want folks no, to know? No, uh, I'm sure I left out a lot of stuff about flood insurance. I'm not a flood insurance expert, but uh, floodsmart.gov is FEMA's website for all things flood insurance. Everything about what kind of policies, what is a policy, where can I get a policy, all these things that, that I didn't possibly answer today is there. Good. 
Well, we appreciate you coming on 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 the the show on our Mulready Minutes podcast. Educate folks both in the industry and and out on flood insurance and the and the NFIP. Again, like I've said, I think it's the most um, uh, not, not not ignored, but uh, uh, least take up of anything out there that folks uh, really should have coverage for. So thanks for helping highlight that. Thank you, Commissioner, very much for having us. Okay. Well, that, that wraps up this episode of Mulready Minutes podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. If you found this episode informative, please subscribe and share with your colleagues. Visit oid.ok.gov slash podcast. Let us know what topics you would like to hear about on this podcast. Until next time, take care from the Oklahoma Insurance Department.